Hello, and welcome to the Bethesda Podcast feed. It's here you can find all of our recorded services. And for more information, you can visit us at GoBethesda.com. We hope you enjoy. Isaiah 40 is where we're going today. Isaiah 40, verse 31. You know this one. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Those who wait. I love the promise down here. Renew strength. Mount up with wings like eagles. Eagles soar real high. I get things sent to me all the time. You've probably gotten this sent to you about the crow that pesters the eagle. Sometimes we'll just get right on his neck, peck at him. The eagle doesn't even mess with the crow. He just flies higher and higher and higher. And the crow can't hang with him any longer. And the crow has to peel off. I want to soar like that. Not worry about the crows in my life. I want to run and not be weary. I want to walk and not faint. But it starts with waiting on the Lord. I would like to preach a message entitled, Wait. Wait. Let's say a prayer. Father, thank you for your word. I pray that you would bless the preaching of the word. Help us to receive the word, God. We give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Let me ask you a question. It's kind of personal, but I'm pretty sure it applies to everybody in the building. Have you ever thought about quitting? Or as we say, quitting. I mean, you can't take it anymore. You're ready to cash it in, walk away. In 1974, I used to live in Nashville, y'all. David Allen Coe wrote a song. That's why I said that. Some of y'all know who I'm talking about. Johnny Paycheck made it famous. The chorus of that song, big hit. And I wonder why. Because we've all felt this way. The chorus started out by saying, take this job. You ever felt like that? That song's about a guy who worked at a factory for like 15 years and had all he could take. You ever wanted to quit school, quit your job, quit a relationship? There are times when we're just at our wits end, aren't we? The end of the line, the end of the road, the end of our rope. We're done. It's over. I'm out of here. Throw in the towel. That's a boxing term. When a fighter was ready to quit his corner, would throw in the towel. Our guy's done. He's through. He's finished. He might not even know it, but it's over. And they throw in the towel. We've all been there in some way, form, or fashion. But today, I'm not talking about quitting just anything. Today, I'm talking about something much deeper. Those times when we find ourselves wanting to quit the Lord. Quit our assignment. Walk away from our calling and our destiny. How could we ever get to such a place where we'd want to walk away from the Lord? Are you kidding me? I mean, if we get honest, if we get real, let me tell you why. It's because of the tough times and the pressure and the persecution and the stress. When things don't work out like we thought, 
When we're disappointed, we feel like our prayers are getting no further than the ceiling. Maybe not even that high. Promises we thought he made to us don't seem to be coming to pass. It's taking so long if they are supposed to anyway. That's when those thoughts come. The discouragement comes. We're tempted to turn our back and walk away from our calling, from our destiny, from our God. Now really, have you ever felt like that? You don't have to answer it out loud. If you have... Don't feel like something's wrong with you. Let me just be the first one to say, welcome to normal. And if you've never felt that way, I'm going to assume you're a new convert. Just keep walking, because one day you will feel that way. But today, I hear the voice of the Lord in my spirit. It's loud and it's direct. And God's speaking to somebody in this house And he's saying, before you walk out of that door, wait. Before you walk away, wait. Let's just say old Nick over here is having financial troubles. I mean, he was getting payday loan after payday loan after payday loan. He's getting those things in the mail that said, if you'll just cash this check, it'll be good. But it is a loan. And he gets one for 2000 and he throws it in the bank. And he gets one for 5000 and he throws it in the bank. And he gets one for 8000 and he throws it in the bank. And he's alone, he's borrowing, he's, he's in so much debt he don't know what to do. And he's feeling the pressure and they're calling and bugging him. And, and, and Shana found out about it. She's like, what in the world have you done? And I'm not saying this has happened. It's a what if. And Nick is in a world of hurt and he's in trouble and he's... He can't sleep at night and he's drinking Pepto-Bismol like it's going out of style and the struggle is real. And he's thinking, I think I might just have to escape and I'm going to have to walk away from this situation. Nick, I want you to to begin to walk out that door. I want you to walk. You're you're about to walk out that door. Saranara, I'm out of here. Wait, wait, wait. When I say wait, he's got a choice. To make. I got a check in my pocket right here to Nick Tracy for one million dollars. Now, again, this is a what if scenario. (laughs) This is a check for one million dollars. It would more than take care of those loan sharks and all the trouble, but he's about to walk out. I'm telling him, wait. The choice is, is he going to listen to me when I say wait? Or is he going to turn and keep walking out that door? All he has to do is just, just turn. Just stop and turn and look to me because his help is on the way. You can be seated. Let's give Nick a hand right now for helping out. And I hear the Lord saying... They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I'm about to give you the strength that you need to get everything you've been waiting for in the first place. Before you quit, before you walk away, wait. Give God some praise right now. You see, it's not just that we are to wait. It's that we're to wait 
expecting. In our reading, the Hebrew word for wait is kava. And it means to wait in anticipation. Not to doubt that the answer is coming. But to wait and expect the answer to come. In Matthew 24, Jesus would say we're to wait and watch. In other words, wait and look for the answer to arrive. Kava implies tension. The tension is because it's taking time. It's taking a while. God has this problem. He thinks he's God. And he has timing. He has this thing called a process. It's not just that he's trying to get something to you. He's trying to do something in you. And sometimes that stretching out of the time is developing you on the inside in ways that you can't get developed in any other way. And so he's working on you. And he's got this timing thing. And that timing, that process is causing tension. He, he loves you. You've got to trust him. He's your heavenly father. He's going to come through right on time. I told you all those compound names, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Sidkenu, all those titles. There's another one that I've added. It's Jehovah Nick of time. Matthew 7 says, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more does the Lord know how to give good gifts to those who love him? I heard a story about a little boy who was waiting on a bus. The boy who was waiting on the bus, but he wasn't standing on the corner at the bus stop. He was a little ways down from the corner. He was kind of like on the curb, but he wasn't at the bus stop. A man said, son, what are you doing? He said, I'm waiting on the bus. He said, well, you're in the wrong spot. You need to go down to the bus stop. He said, well, I'm okay. The guy said, son, listen to me. When a bus comes by, they're going to pass by you. And they're going to go to the corner called the bus stop. The bus is going to stop at the bus stop. He's lecturing this little kid. The little kid looked at him and said, thank you, sir. I'm just going to stand right here. The man's like, suit yourself, son. The guy goes down to the bus stop. The bus, to the man's amazement, comes to the little boy first, stops, and picks him up. Then goes to the corner where the man's waiting on the bus. As the man gets on the bus, the boy looks at him. He said, sir, thank you for your advice, but I knew the bus would stop because the driver is my dad. <laughs> your heavenly father knows right where you are. You, you might not be what looks like in the right position. I mean, you, you're not on the right side of the tracks. You don't have it all together, but your heavenly father knows how to get good things to his children. Wait! If you'll just wait, don't walk away. If you'll just wait on the Lord, expecting he's an own time God. We used to sing in church. Yes, he is. He might not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. He's an own time God. Thank you, Dottie Peoples. <laughs> so while you're waiting, you're supposed to expect. How can you do that? How can you keep this level of expectation and anticipation high in the tension that is the waiting. I'm glad you asked. Psalm 103, 1 through 5. Bless the Lord, 
the psalmist is instructing himself. He's talking to himself. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. If he was talking to you, he'd say, bless the Lord, oh your soul. He says, bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities. Who heals all your diseases. He's talking to himself. Who redeems your... You ever talk to yourself like that? I would say most of us don't. What's wrong with you, Donovan? Bless the Lord, oh my soul. I don't want to bless the Lord. Shut up, Donovan. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Right? Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Who forgives all your iniquities, heals all your diseases, redeems your life from destruction, crowns you with, with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things. Hey, I've seen this phrase before. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Your strength is renewed like the eagles. The word mouth is an interesting word. In the Hebrew here, it speaks of an ornament, like a decoration. Your mouth is decorated when you bless His holy name and when you recount all that He's done for you. And the result is strength renewed like the eagles. Bless the Lord, O my soul. We often see praise as strength in the sense that it disables the devil. It stills the avenger. But I would say it strengthens you. Strength from God is transferred to you on the road that you build with your praise and worship. Let me say that again. Strength from God gets to you by way of the road you build called praise and worship. He's going to get his strength to you. So it's a matter, notice this, of correcting, controlling directing our thoughts and words in a way that is worshipful to the Lord. You can't speak one thing and think another. Try it. I don't have time to prove the point, but you can't continually speak one thing and be thinking something else. So you've got to learn to speak what you're not naturally thinking. You have to control and direct your thoughts by intentionally speaking words contrary to your natural thoughts that are the result of your circumstances and the waiting. It's like swimming upstream. And the words, listen to this, this is good, it's good pastor. The words you intentionally begin to speak that are in line with the word of God will begin to reshape and overtake your natural thoughts, causing them to shift and change into thoughts that are now in line with the words that you're speaking. Can I give you a Bible? Romans 12, 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let me help you get started. If, you're, if you'll just start reciting with words out loud, the good things that you know God has already done for you. And you're like, I can't think of anything. Let me help you. You came as a man. 
You were born in a manger. You, you grew up. You had a ministry. You suffered, died, and rose again. That's a good place to start. That's called a gospel. <laughs> Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. And, and if you'll re re recite those words out loud. And recite out loud the promises that he's made. Forgives all my iniquities. Heals all my diseases. By his stripes, I am healed. He takes pleasure in the prosperity of a servant. He's able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that I can ask or think. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. If you'll do that, you won't have time to be thinking about the hell and the waiting that you're going through right now. And God will begin to supernaturally transfer His strength to you and lift you above the shadows to new heights so you'll soar like an eagle. You'll trade your sorrows in for the joy of the Lord. Nehemiah said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Come on now. Somebody in this house, you've got to get your focus off your current dilemma and get your focus on what the Lord has already done, what the Lord has already promised. And let me say this. You can't pray one thing and then start saying something else. Contradictory to what you just prayed. Not in receive. That's called a double-minded man in my Bible. You can't do that. You've got to keep your everyday conversational words in alignment with your prayers as well. We like praying these big old prayers. God, I trust you because you said this. And then we go out and we tell somebody, well, you know, I don't think it's going to work out. I just told the Lord I trusted him. But I went and told somebody else I don't trust him. If my words were to be in alignment, I would say, Lord, I'm trusting you because you said and I would go tell somebody else, I don't know how it's going to work out, but God's. Oh my God, I feel the Lord. That's part of our problem. We cancel our prayers. Think not that a double minded man shall receive anything from the Lord, because he wavers. He wavers. You can't waver. you got to be single-minded. David said, God, give me an undivided heart. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O oh God. I want to pray and I want to say and I want it to be in alignment. Give God some praise right now. I'm not saying it's easy. But I'm just saying... Sometimes you got to say like the psalmist to yourself, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. Wake up, got that headache. Wake up, got that mean boss. Wake up, got those bill collectors. Wake up, got that, that wonderful spouse that you're living with. Uh, you know, I got a wonderful one, 35 years, but maybe you got somebody else. Don't look at your spouse right now, but you, you got to wake up. You're dealing with those relationship issues and those, those kid issues and those school issues. And you're dealing with, I live in the real world too, y'all. I live in the real world. And you wake up and you feel all of that. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. 
And all that is within me, all, not all, just part, but all that's in me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. I'm not going to forget what he's done for me, y'all. He's done so much for me, I can't tell it all, but I'm not going to stop telling it all. Let me tell you what he did. He healed me of all my diseases. He forgave me of all my transgressions and iniquities. Well, you sure don't look like you're, you're healed, and you sure don't act like you're forgiven. You seem to be in the mully grubs. I'm telling you, I'm coming out of this, y'all. I feel my help coming. My strength is coming on this highway of praise and worship. I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. He satisfies my mouth with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. Like the eagles. Lord, I've been going 24 minutes. I'm almost done. I'm, 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 I'm almost done. You know what that is that I just described? That's called a praise break. It's a praise break. That psalmist is, is in play. That whole psalm is telling the story of a man that didn't feel like it because he was weak and he commanded himself, bless the Lord. Take a break from the pain and praise the Lord. Take a break from the fight and praise the Lord. Take a break from the struggle and praise the Lord. Take a break from the depression and praise the Lord. I might add, take a break from social media and praise the Lord. Take a break from the news and praise the Lord. Take a break from the election and praise the Lord. Take a break, come on, from your troubles and praise the Lord. Bless the Lord. When you feel like quitting, wait and take a praise break and renew your strength. Isn't that what the prophet Isaiah was saying in our reading? Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Mount up with wings like eagles. Run and not be weary and walk and not faint. Some of you, you can't fly. Your wings have been clipped. You can't run. You've lost a step. You're weary and faint. You're ready to quit. I got a word for you. Wait. Just wait. If you'll quit magnifying the problem and start magnifying the Lord... You're going to remember some, remember some things. The devil is a liar. God is not a liar. God's not forsaken you. God's going to come through for you. There's examples all throughout the Bible. Isaiah was ready to quit. He said, I quit. I'm unworthy. The Lord said, wait. I'm going to touch your mouth with a hot coal from the altar. I'm going to change everything about you, son. The, Jeremiah said, I quit. I can't do what you call me to do. All this kind of stuff, tearing down and building up and speaking to kings. The Lord said, wait. I'm going to put a word in your mouth. It's going to be like a fire in your bones, son. Peter said, I can't do this. I'm going back to my old life. I'm going back to fishing. The Lord said, wait a second, Peter. I've got a message for you to preach in 50 days. You're going to shake the world with this Acts 2, 38 message. Paul said, I've tried to do what you called me to do three times, Acts 16. You shut the door every time I quit. The Lord said, wait a second, son. I'm going to give you a mission and a vision. And you're going to Europe. And I'm going to elevate you from just a, a teacher and a and a." And and, and, a, and a, a prophet and I'm going to take you to the level of an apostle and you're going to bring the gospel into Europe son and somebody in this room you're ready to quit so to all the quitters I've got a word for you wait you're in good company but just wait just wait on the Lord wait on the Lord the devil has a strategy 
What the devil is trying to do is wear us out, wear us down, drive us out of the ring, out of the arena, out of the fight. King James Version, Daniel 7.25. And he shall speak words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High. My dad, sometimes when I was in trouble, he says, son, I'm fixing to wear you out. Y'all ever get that? Oh, that was bad. Those were bad words. I knew what that meant. Pain. <laughs> Pain. <laughs> if mom didn't rescue me, it was over, right? And the devil's come down with this great wrath to wear out the saints. The devil, notice this, he shall speak great words. The devil's going to use words spoken against God to wear us out. Your God ain't going to come through. Your God's not got this. His word's not true. What are you doing still going to church? Everybody's not going to church anymore. Everybody's quitting church. Church just man-made scheme. Church just pyramid scheme. Church ain't nothing. I'm going to tell you something. This, this culture has gone stark raving mad. It's accelerated. I told somebody the other day. I was reading an article, and it was talking about how the, the worship uh, set in a church is abusive to people. It manipulates their emotions. And it would say you start fast, you end slow, you cry and stuff. It's all emotional with sad chords and sad sounds. And it's like, it's, that's manipulating the emotions of people. It has nothing to do with the Lord, nothing to do with the Spirit. I read, read where Brad Pitt said I was raised Baptist. I'd go to camps. I'd feel the Holy Ghost moving on me. I'd go to a rock concert and feel the same Spirit moving on me. And I'm like... Then they would tell me that's of the devil. And I'm like, well, what's what? I don't know what's what. And so now he's an avowed atheist. And the influences, all these spheres of influence, they're just, just berating us, telling us that we're wasting our time and we're crazy. And, and it's amazing how the devil, I mean, according to Brad himself, and, and, and with this article in mind, the, the devil can take music, God's invention, and touch the heart of men. With that. So is it abusive? It's only abusive it's, if it's the church that's doing it. That, that's what I got out of that article. And that's the hypocrisy of our world. But it's using words against the Most High God to discourage the saints. To wear us out. To wear us down. Just to make us think we're wasting our time. And in our reading, that kava, wait. It's look for, hope for. Eagerly expect. It's the idea of twisting, stretching, the tension, enduring. Verses 27 through 29 of that Psalm 103 that we read says, Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over by my God. Have you not known? Have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth? Neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, He increases strength. So when you feel discouraged and you want to walk away, wait. Just wait. Begin to say things you wouldn't normally say. You naturally want to say, it's all going to hell in a handbasket. 
It looks like it's all going down. I'm losing everything. I don't know. I'm, I'm losing my religion, as Michael Stipe said back in the day. I'm just, I'm walking away. I'm getting out. I'm out of here. Wait! Turn around. Don't you know I forgave you? Don't you know I've healed you? Don't you know I've got a place prepared for you? Don't you know i got a calling and a destiny? I was talking to somebody about the, that article and Brad Pitt and stuff like that. And I said, let me tell you, our superpower, our secret sauce is this. It is real. I don't need a microphone. I don't need uh, all these instruments. All I need is the word of God and faith in Jesus. Come on now. I can sing a cappella the songs of the Lord. And the power and the glory of the Lord will inhabit the praises of his people. And ain't nothing the devil can do about it if you'll just wait on the Lord. Stand with me right now. He'll bring it all together. He'll bring it together. I'm screaming and yelling, y'all. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm excited. I got a word in my spirit. I got a word in my spirit. The year was 1964. The day was February 25th. Miami, Florida was the place. Two men were in a ring. One was a heavyweight champion of the world, Sonny Liston. The other was a young upstart Olympian, Cassius Clay, who would later become known as Muhammad Ali. Clay was a seven to one underdog. I've got a picture of a ticket to the Golden Circle, 250 bucks back in 1964. At the end of the fourth round, one reporter heard Sonny's manager tell his cut man, juice the gloves. Sonny's corner put an illegal substance on the champ's gloves. In the fifth round, Liston glanced the forehead of Clay while in a clinch. As sweat began to roll down Clay's eyes, they began to burn, he said, like acid, blinding him. He couldn't see the contender anymore. He managed to survive the 90 seconds of the fifth round by clinching and enduring punishing blows from Liston. At the end of the round, he made his way to his corner and he told his manager to throw in the towel. He said, cut the gloves off. Cut the gloves off. He said, mischief is afoot. Cut the gloves off. He wanted to quit. But his manager, Chris Dundee, replied, This is the big one, Cassius. Nobody walks away from a heavyweight championship bout. His manager told him to yardstick listing, something that Cassius did well, is till his eyes cleared. It, it may keep, keep him at arm's length, at a distance, until you can see him again. In a later interview, Muhammad Ali said, I was hoping my tears woo, would clear my eyes. In the sixth round, Clay's eyes did clear. And he absolutely pulverized Liston. At the end of that round, Liston spit out his mouthpiece and quit. And Clay won by a TKO. Some of you have been going through some awful things. The enemy plays dirty. He cheats. You've been going through hell. You've lost your vision. And he's been beating you to a pulp. And you're saying, cut the gloves off. I quit. Mischief afoot here. 
I can't take this no more. But I hear a voice of our manager saying, Wait! This is the big one. Nobody walks away from a championship bout. I've got a word for all the quitters in the house today. Wait. Hold on. Hold up. Don't quit. God's got something for you. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Those tears are going to help to clear your vision. They that go forth sowing weeping tears shall doubtless come again rejoicing. I promise you the enemy who's been punishing you is soon going to spit out his mouthpiece and say, Who in the world is this that's come against me with this punishment? Who in the world is this? These are they who have come out of great tribulation. They've washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb. They've overcome with the word of their testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. Give God some praise right now. Just wait. Just wait. And while you're waiting, fill your mouth with good things. Fill your mouth with the good things that God has already done. And watch as He renews your strength. And you have the strength to wait another day, to fight another day, because one day you're going to see the promise come to pass. As the old prophet said, though He tarry, though the promise tarries, wait for it. It is sure. God is not a man that he should lie. Amen. Father, I thank you for your word. You're a good God. There's some quitters in the house today. I would say every single one of us fall into that category at one time or another. We felt it. We wanted to. We thought it might be the easier way. But God, you've come to encourage us once again. Oh, the, the, the wages of sin is death. There is a way that seems right to man, but the end thereof is death. Moses chose to suffer for living by the word of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. It's just seasonal. The relief is only seasonal. It's, it's, it's only for a season. And then you're in the system. And it will grind you like you can't imagine. But he that is, is of, 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 of the word of God. Begotten of the word. He whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And God gives us life. And life more abundantly. I thank you God. For all the quitters there's an encouragement. Wait on the Lord. Help is on the way. In Jesus name. Here's the way I'd like to give this altar call. If you felt like quitting, and I don't want to go back in your deep, dark past, but I'm going to say recently, you felt like quitting. Maybe it was even during a week of prayer and fasting. Some of the struggles of your life have come upon you, and you just like, it'd be easier. I could just go smoke me a few packs. I could smoke this and that. I could take this. I could drink that. I just quit going to church. This morning I read a comment on a post. A girl said, I left church. I've never looked back. I've never been happier. It's for a season, y'all. The devil is a liar. He's going to show you. 
his rookies how good looking they are and how sexy they are but he's not going to show you the end of the matter where they have a life filled with regrets and misery life doesn't have to be that hard doesn't have to be that hard God's going to show you his veterans who said I stuck it out in the tough times and I waited on the Lord when I was ready to walk away and God has never failed me he's never let me down he shows you his old timers his veterans been through some stuff y'all you hear this 57 year old preacher I've been doing this a while they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength a new day is gonna dawn to all the quitters wait thank you for joining us and for more information you can visit us at gobethesda.com you can also visit us in person at 15050 Daigle Road Prairieville Louisiana services are at 10 a.m. Sunday and 7 p.m. on Wednesday